Hey, girls and gays. Hey, girls and gays. Ooh, your voice broke. <coughs> you tried. Should I do that again? <laughs> what was that? Give me a second. Oh, you. Oh, I've got all my. Who can? Yax got all the porn open. Sorry. Let me... <laughs> wow. Funny. You're my porn on your laptop. <laughs> How many years ago? Two years ago on Google Hangouts. I know Mukunda. I saw. <laughs> yeah. Mukunda really sent me porn. Like this girl, I'm gonna open it in Fab when we're done. So actually, thank you. <laughs> I actually started doing that. I started sending my friends, um, just like porn that was good quality because I know it takes ages to search. That so is I so thought, cool. I just yeah, no, honestly, yeah, I'll start doing that. I, I I remember the scene actually. Anyways, you'll enjoy it, Bobo. Um, oh my god, wait, is it like gay porn or is it? hetero no it is hetero but it is you i know you like to be on the brink of death yeah so i think it's like it's that energy Ooh, love except it. shame the person in it committed suicide so i what don't know if that's hell? uncomfortable you mean afterwards or in the scene no afterwards <laughs> in, in, in their scene. own life <laughs> wait that makes it spicier low-key like now i want to know about her <laughs> she's lovely poor thing yeah oh i, I don't know anyway i shouldn't say that well, I should say that. I guess poor thing. I don't know. I don't know. But it's not we'll, for me to decide. <laughs> we'll discuss it. Am I spiraling? Okay. <laughs> Welcome back to another episode of I Said What I Said. I've heard what I said. Yes. Where we close the gap between where we are and where we want to be. And who we are and who we want to be. What accent's that now? No, I feel like one of those like nutty professors on a show. Not the nutty professor, but like I've got glasses. I'm from from belgium and oh, i live Jesus. in a in a big castle that's your visa derelict. gone your belgian visa <laughs> gone <laughs> uh today we have bobo she's back and it's funny though i was thinking about this so today we're talking about happiness and i thought i think i've picked the most kind of nihilistic person to discuss happiness because i was like i don't really want to come out this episode trying to off myself and we've picked bobo so Yo. let's see how this goes and i'm i mean you should see like we exchanged questions at the beginning i'm so mad at all of bobo's questions i know <laughs> what? Okay. wait why just a gray cloud i'm gonna beat you up man let's start i'm so dead Okay, guys, so it's going to be World War Nine. We'll unpack. We'll, we'll unpack, unpack all of them. We'll I found my question so optimistic and bright. That what do you mean? so funny. <laughs> Basically, Bobo sent a whole bunch of questions, and then I sent her back in bold. I, I've written, by the end of this episode, my intention is to further understand how I can move towards happiness, regardless of real and perceived constraints, Okay. <laughs> So that is what we're trying to do. We'll see how that pans out. But basically, I'm just trying to be happier. And I want to crowdsource from Nyak and Bobo how right. I can do that. Love it. Um, especially because I realized, I didn't realize I was sad. Mm. And I also think, I realized loads of people are sad. Um, I think most of my friends are, I think most people are kind of sad. And like, it's the dumps. I'm, I'm over it. Mm. So let's get into it. I wanted to start with a framework from Super Soul Sunday. Oprah was interviewing Gretchen Rubin and she has um, eight rules to happiness. And I wanted to discuss them with you guys to see if you agreed and what you think. Yeah. So rule one is to accept yourself and not the fantasy of yourself. Mm. are we what do we think i like that agreement, agreement? yeah no 100 percent. i was telling someone the other day that um i think that i was in love with the idea 
of myself, like just like the political idea of who I was, but I didn't actually love me. So, um, and she burst out laughing and I think it is funny, but it was, I'm so glad I realized that actually the person that I'm, I love here is this, this image is the image of Nyak. Yeah. Not who, who is Nyak? Yeah. Or well, what do you mean the political version? What was that? You know, I'm a, I'm a strong black woman. I'm quirky. I'm okay. against the grain. Um, I'm not afraid to be loud and take up space. Mm. Um, but I didn't, yeah, but you know, after that, yeah, I see. Yeah. So like the caricature version, the That's sellable right. version of yourself. That is right. That's the sellable version of hundred percent, hundred percent. So how does that differ? Like, oh, in what ways does that differ from your full self? I think, hmm, I think with my full self, it becomes more about me in the moment. Mm. Um, yeah, it becomes more about me in the moment and like just having grace with myself in the moment. So like, you know, when I'm not showing up as all those things, um, also allowing myself to not be whatever those things are supposed to be. Like, yeah. you know, what's a strong black woman supposed to hate or stand mm. up to and not like not caring, not caring about the patriarchy when I don't want to, things like that. Interesting. Yeah. I think for me, yeah, I agree with that statement entirely. Um, because I feel like also like pursuing something versus accepting something, it's just two different mm. energies. Ooh. Like one is focused on a fantasy and the other is rooted in reality, like the present moment. Yes, that's right. I feel like for me, I like the, and this has taken some time. Actually, I feel like this was actually catapulted or like Mukundo was the catalyst for this shift. Um, I feel like we used to talk a lot about like performing um, because you used to talk about how you used to like perform um, just being like the therapist for your friends. Yeah. And I feel like I would perform like just whatever I needed to perform for other people's comfortability. Then I realized, actually, I don't really like that bitch as much as I like me, mm. like the full me. Mm. Um, so yeah, I feel like part of accepting me is getting bored of performative Bob mm. and yeah, enjoying like this bitch more. Yeah. Yeah. I think so I agree. Yeah. I, I have a feeling. So I hope I'm not correct, but I really have a feeling that social media and specifically what Instagram mm. now and whatever Instagram is going to become it's going to actually like start, people are just going to end up dead. I think a lot of people are going to be dying <laughs> from like. Oh, it's already happening. Oh, wow. Ooh. I'm not surprised. I'm really not surprised. Yeah. And I just think. It's so common. Yeah, I think a, a lot of us are unhappy because the, we've got, we've got two people. Like we've got the us that we are. And then we're supposed to like role play and perform in the spaces we inhabit, which makes sense. Like in the workplace, I can't swear as much. I have to wear this. You have to perform and put on a different suit, um, which mm. we all do. Mm. But then I th honestly think with the digital age, I think there's a level of performance that's just making us unhappy. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think that's part of why I was unhappy. But I just don't know. So I wonder if we'll ever return to being authentic. I don't think that's what... I don't know. I wonder... I don't know if that's like... You think we'll never return to being authentic in that medium or like in that way? I mean, using like social media. Oh, okay. Let's say so humans, we're going to be... How many years do we have left, Boba, like as a human race? I'm going to say 30. 30. Tops. 
That's nice because I'm living to a hundred, maybe ten <laughs> in this dimension, and my life will be wonderful. I'll have running water. <laughs> I honestly just don't think humanity, let's say, okay, I think, let's say 300 years we have left. I just don't think we're going to return to, like, authenticity. I think the internet, I don't think the internet is, I think it's cannibalized that. Yeah. I think there's going to be a big rebellion against the internet. I actually think we will, but I think Mm. it might not be as a global movement, but the people now unplugging and... If you watch the Tiny House Movement with me, Mukundwa. Oh my God, I love that. (laughs) On YouTube, love those videos. I live. Yeah, oh my God. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, I do, and a lot of their vibe is like, you know, off grid and I'm going to move on to my grandfather's 33,000 acre farm. But, (laughs) and granted, you know, so people have different access to things. But I do think there is this like, um, some people are really rejecting all of that pressure. The ones when they can, they're just yeah. rejecting it, bro. Really? Mm. I've not seen, I've, okay, yeah, right now they're the min- minority, but mm. that's, I'm curious to see and I wish I could be alive to see what happens with the internet. I'm, I'm fascinated. Uh, yeah. Mind you, it's so young. I can't believe it's done this much. Well, I think that's the problem. I think we're the guinea pigs of the internet. Exactly. And so we just went in, there were no restrictions, there was no the the way that we police like drugs and alcohol. Mm. There was none of that yeah. when we came into the internet age because we were born into it. Yeah. That if we fast forward ten or twenty years from now, we're gonna look at the internet the same way that we look at cigarettes, yeah. and it's gonna be like that's fucking disgusting. Mm. I can't believe society allowed people to just engage and consume all of this. Mm. Like our brains are fucked. Like, our generation and the one before us, madness. Yeah. Do you ever, Boba, do you ever fantasize about being fully offline? Like, no emails, no phone, no digital. Like oh my God, that... that's my dream. Right? It's kinky, isn't mm-hmm. it? I mean, I look at my parents and I just, I'm amazed. <laughs> Even just, I also think, like, one of the ways that the internet has ruined us is, like, our processing speed. I think that our brains now process information and stimuli a lot faster than it's supposed to. And I just... Do you ever feel like old people, like the older generation so much are slower. just so slow? But like are everything. They like, are they slower and deeper? Like do they process slower but better? Like deeper? They're not deeper though. No. That's the thing is that they're not deeper. They actually exist on such a, like, I honestly feel like my parents, like my whole family literally exist on a different planet. Like, I'm just like, wow, I can't believe, which isn't to say that, oh my God, we're like geniuses. I actually think it's a disservice to us. But I think they benefit from not having access to this level of speed and depth. And stimuli. That is fascinating. I actually think I want my partner to not be on socials. Mm. I, I was um, stalking someone the other day and he literally does not have a single footprint online except a Medium account he made like five years ago. Wow. And I was like, that is so hot. Like you've abstained from the internet? Did you ask Jesus. him why? <laughs> oh no, I've, I, he's, that's not appropriate. I'm screaming. I can't. <laughs> because they're probably not even talking in real life. Are yeah. you talking? <laughs> I'm crying. But isn't that hot? Like, wouldn't you? I think, yeah, when I, my partner's going to be offline and is not going to know what a Twitter is. Like, No, honestly, that's, that's so healthy. Like, fully. Wow. Yeah. 
What? Okay, what's the second rule of happiness? Second rule is let go of anger and resentment. Mm-hmm. Mm. What I find really interesting is that Okay, there's seven rules I'm going to read. I feel like black people as a diaspora, if this was in terms of levels, um, I think we're stuck at level two, which is accepting ourselves and not the fantasy and then letting go of anger and resentment. Yeah. Um, Not by any, not necessarily by like our own faults, but just... So I was watching this show called Top Boy Mm. and it's a British show um, based in London. Drake revived it and it's about drug dealers. And you essentially like look at the circumstances that all these people, the quote good guys, the quote unquote bad guys, and so many black people are stuck between a rock and a hard place. And it's Mm. so just seeing us make the same cyclical mistakes because we're just trying to like feed ourselves and stay alive. Mm. But then we're stuck between like the law and X. And I think it was just so interesting to me to really see that in terms of like, if, if this was Maslow's hierarchy of needs, Or if this was like, yeah, how to become happy and there's seven rungs, I think we really are on two. I think letting go of anger and resentment, I think that's like our bread and butter, anger and resentment. Yeah. Because of how we've been treated. Um, So that's just like fascinating to me. Yeah, especially black women. But okay, Mm. so I mean, and anger and resentment cause disease, we know this. But um, do you think then it's possible? So is that just then our lot? Like, are we destined to illness? Do you know what I'm like? (laughs) I mean, we do have shorter lifespans. So is that a coincidence? How many black women die just giving birth? Like common, common birth? Yeah. On a global scale, black people have shorter lifespans than white people. And I think that's because of like economic circumstances, as well as sociopolitical circumstances, generational trauma circumstances. Just Mm. so many, like we just exist at so many intersections that like how could we live for long okay so those are the facts but like your question still stands yeah like but then so then what's the point of why don't we just all commit suicide at the beginning well well that is a question i shouldn't have said that (laughs) yeah well Um, a lot of people feel that way (laughs) yeah you're talking to the right crowd because we'll entertain that (laughs) i think i think okay so how i make sense of it is Um, I really can't, it's impossible for me to make sense of even my own karma and anyone else's karma. Like, Mm. I don't know why, um, individuals and groups of people are put through the things they're put through. A lot doesn't make sense, Mm. but I guess my spiritual beliefs are that every like soul's journey is to its, there's an intelligence of our journeys that we can't understand because we just can't like conceive of them or perceive them. Mm. So... There's that. Um, I'm reading a book that does explain that, but I think it's a bit, it might be a bit too woo-woo. What's the book? Um, it's Angel Answers. Mm. It basically explains, somebody asked why, one of the questions is why are white people terrorists and why are black people like always suffering? I'd love to know. The answer in the book, please. I'm going to link the book. Okay, follow-up question to, to your question about race. Mm. Do you think white people are happier? than people of color i absolutely do (laughs) why do you think that and the reason is that i I think that because i think black people's um misery is much deeper Mm. um and as you say generational and karmic and it's it's like it's it's 
you know, it's it's genetic almost. Like it's really, really, it's just deeper, longer, that kind of thing. And with white people, being a white person myself <laughs> in a past life, no, I'm kidding. Lol. Um, I just, I assume from the outside, I just assume that even though they can be hurt and moved and touched and feel guilty, that until they are the black people that have been oppressed for generations, um, their sadness or suffering isn't that. So that there is... Wow, that's just comparing sufferings. So anyway, I do think it's I do think it's easier to rise above it for them. Maybe I'm gonna stop talking now, but I do Why? think they're happier. Why? Well, because it's, I'm just saying that, that their suffering isn't as bad as our suffering. But that's not what I'm trying to say. I'm just saying oh. that that comically or generationally, we have just a heavier load than they do, and mm. I think it's easier to be happier with less of a load. Is it though? Because I don't know about that. I no longer I no longer believe that. Oh, okay. Tell me, share. So I... And don't talk about the women dancing naked in villages, please. I'm <laughs> screaming. No, I, I'm not. <laughs> to the, so today, I went and I watched Parasite. You guys should all go watch it. Brilliant movie. Love it. Love any movie that's about class. Basically, um, it's basically a movie about class and like how... Just like how happiness is perceived, consumed, and navigated by rich people versus mm. poor people, um, and how it looks and feels, and just a whole bunch of other factors mm. and themes. But basically, I feel like there's a certain... I don't feel like I have the range to determine whether black people's karmic lot is worse than white people. Because mm. on one hand, I think, yes, we suffer more, but we also have more... We also have more range for empathy. Like, we just have more mm. shelving space for a wider range of emotions. Yeah. Mm. And in that context, I think happiness is irrelevant. Like, if we're defining mm. happiness as just pleasantries, then I don't think it's actually something that's worth pursuing. Like... That is so interesting. I just, I love that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. If we're defining happiness as just like pleasant feelings, I don't think that's actually better than suffering, because if you if you are Kylie Jenner, actually Kylie Jenner is a bad example. But if you're just a white girl who's born in Malibu, who's never like your range of problems is just like, oh my god, like did he text me back or is he ghosting me? Like, if that's your range of problems, mm. I feel like your capacity to feel is really stifled and lessened. And you're a lot more numb than someone who's actually lived. And so, like, when I conceptualize happiness, I'm no longer interested. And I feel like I had to experience depression to get to this point. I'm no longer interested in happiness more than I am in just feeling alive. Do you get what I mean? I like I feel like the that. vast majority of people are robots, are just sleepwalking, are just kind of numb. And I think social media is part of that, but mostly capitalism. But I think there's something to be said about people who actually just feel fully alive. And I define feeling fully alive as experiencing the full spectrum of being a human being. And I just don't think a lot of white people have the shelving space to experience that because you've only like you don't have the duality of suffering versus like eudaimonia you know like you just don't have the the duality to give you depth yeah of aliveness 
I love that. Thoughts. I love that. I think, and it's, I think uh, that question, Bob, about who are white people happier. I think it's kind of like a Chris, it's like a Christmas beetle versus a dog. Mm. And the Christmas beetle just has, as you said. Wow, are white people the Christmas beetle? This <laughs> <laughs> is the first time in this whole example I've, I've the understood Christmas something. Christmas beetles are cute as hell. Um, <laughs> but to, to, the reason I use that example is basically to say, I do think there's less elasticity in a lot of white people's yeah range because of their experiences, but they don't perceive that. Um, yeah. So there's a there's a what's the word? It's not ignorant. It's um vacuity, like it, like an emptiness. I don't even like a. I think a lot of people, a lot of I, I've experienced a lot of white people feeling empty and they don't know why. And I wonder if it's it's. I think it's a whole bunch of stuff. But most, well, I, I think, think there's, mm-hmm. yeah, I think there's white people who feel empty and they don't know why. Actually, I don't even think this is racialized that much. But yeah, I think there's white people who feel empty and they don't know why. And then there's white people who feel empty and they have no idea that they feel empty because they haven't had the contrast of fullness to know that they're empty. And yes. that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. So I think we are... Hmm. So I think it's more apparent to black people because we're observing. I, I don't because know how to say this. Because we have more contrast in our lives. Yes, and so we can observe white people in that way in a way that they can't really observe us. They just know there's something different. Um, yeah. That they really want when white people are in black spaces, um, in their own countries or in Africa, they they can sense there's there's a there's something there's like a joie de vivre that they just have never don't experienced have and didn't know to. existed. Um, and I think I really agree. I'm interested to know what you think, Nyaki, because I agree with Bobo in that I'm, well, I believe the humanity's mission is to experience the full breadth, like the full capacity of our emotional range in both, in all directions. So like deep suffering and grief and deep pleasure and joy and bliss. Um, because like that's such a, it's just like such a blessing and a gift that very few yeah. organisms, I don't, I don't think any has. And so for me, that is like the human experience and that is pleasure. And when you have depression, if depression means you can only experience a certain range or you're stuck in one for like a long ass time, that's death. That's hot. That's hell. Yeah. And so Nyak, I want to know from you, how mm-hmm. do you feel about this idea of, ex- of feeling the extreme, the opposite end of whatever you, it is you want? So if you want pleasure, experiencing the, the equal amount of pain um, and that that neither isn't good or bad, but it's just like texture and experience. Like it's just all experiential. I think I'd need to know um, what the plan is. And if every time great pleasure is to be experienced, it needs to be preceded with great pain um, and how long that goes on for, or if it's something that I can tap into and have for the rest of my existence or you know what I mean like is is every is the deepest trough always necessary for the highest peak um continually well isn't that what life is I was thinking yeah like just like an undulation but and and it's that that undulation like how extreme does it have to be and for how long um will it always you know what I mean? will it always be extreme you know when you're yeah. 60 will it still be extreme so that you can have what you consider to be um, a really high happiness at that stage, mm. or can you have felt it now at your small, small age? 
and mm. and remember to be and remember to have awe at being alive when you're 60. So the way you're explaining it's not a um I know what you mean. It sounds like okay, I have to take that that to yeah. get this, like I have yeah. to do that to get this. But I think if you observe that you've already been living that way, like that's just life itself. Um like that is the mechanism itself. Because mm. even in the last episode you were talking about dating and you're like when I look back I've only dated people who were kind of subpar. So mm. you've actually already experienced that low. So mm. what's coming also is the equal amount of high mm. and when you experience an equal amount of high the equal amount of low has come like the the dissonance not dissonance the contrast of being having so little money and then having the most you've ever had dating fuckboys and then da- like it all is that contrast isn't something you can opt in or out of mm. it just like exists so what is that so mm. am i to like i'm now i'm wondering then how to navigate it and where then happiness comes in could it be the stepping away from it and observing it and being able to maintain that kind of peace anyway so well, what uh, is my happiness thing as well that, we ask bobo yeah okay what is happiness bobo um well i think in the context of the question that you're asking like in within the undulations of life and the crests and the troughs what is happiness i think happiness is a byproduct of detaching yourself from outcomes yeah. like i don't think happiness is in the highs mm. or in the lows i don't think any of that like i think all of it just is it's not good it's not bad it just is suffering is suffering good things are good things they're not actually good things mm. objectively mm. they're just good things because we label them as good things but happiness i feel like happiness is just complete like a complete acceptance that i don't have the range to understand what where all of this is taking me in the grand scheme right. of things therefore i don't have the range to judge whether it's good or bad but i'm on this journey and i'm open to what's coming to me and i'm working to like i'm actively working towards something that's outside of myself mm. and when you're doing that i feel like the byproduct of that is happiness but you can't pursue that happiness it'll come just by virtue of you being on your path openly Question. like without an attachment to what that outcome is by the way i'm not i haven't mastered this <laughs> well I then feel like that just I, no, what, what the fuck are you doing here no uh, give her no but who has mastered it question <laughs> you yeah. know what i mean so as we pursue mm. things outside of ourselves and we are open to uh our journeys ahead not knowing what they entail What do you think about holding like I want to believe and I do believe that I believe that like good things are in store for me and that life only gets better and that there's there's what I consider like enjoyment and reward and pleasure now and there is m- more in the future. Do you think that is just mm. a like a way to comfort myself or do you believe that is true or is it just perception? Both. Yeah, it, I think it's both because it's just percep- like whether or not you believe that good things are coming to you or you believe that uh, terrible things are coming to you. You're right because you're going to get a combination of both and whether you yeah. whether or not you experience them as good or suffering That's is all true. just your perception. That's true. So yeah. it it actually doesn't ultimately matter. Um it just depends on like nihilism and optimism is the same thing it's just perception yeah, you know yeah. what i mean it's just two sides of one coin so 
it doesn't matter. Just pick one and go. Like, whatever's the easiest for you to See, navigate. I think it matters. Pick and go, fam. I think it really, really matters. Um, Why is that? Because my friends, for example, who don't perceive or don't think good things are coming for them, just live a really depressive lifestyles and have really, like, thoughts that aren't conducive to like progress and keeping it pushing and being confident and comfortable and loving to themselves. Mm. And so I think there is mm. that correlation. If you don't believe good things are going to happen to you or coming to you, if you don't decide to have that faith, whether it's real or perceived or an illusion, um, it does affect your quality of life. I've not met someone who thought, uh, you know, like Eeyore, there's probably nothing coming that's good and are still happy. And I don't <laughs> know that that's a yeah. virtue of that way of thinking as much as their surroundings, like, we do live in a world, I think it's a response to their surroundings where like you're left out if you're not excited for your future. And so that's mm. scary. Question for both mm. of you, um, just to go off of what Makundra was saying, do you guys think happiness is a choice or a circumstance? Choice. Depends for, depends for who though, because I'm thinking of white people now. And when I say white people, so let's think someone mm. of my same, my same class, my same privileges, um, yeah. Hmm. I actually yeah. can't compare our happinesses. We live on two different... It's different. They have a different set of... Like, plays. Like, even in my own life, the other day I was sad and you're like, but Nyak, like, you're successful on all these fronts and you're still sad. So, again, it's I, it's choice. I wonder, though. But mm. That's my question, though, is that... It, oh, there's such a good song. Yes. You remember that song by... I don't forget that woman. She sings, If It Makes You Happy, yeah. Why the Hell Are You So Sad? Yeah. And the cause. The cause. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. Bobo, I'm very, very surprised you don't know. Bobo doesn't listen to that kind of stuff. She listens to binaural beats. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> Alien music. But this bitch. <laughs> but doesn't that sum up our I actually that, love it. Yeah, that yeah. sums up the world. Like if we're so, if it makes us so happy, if I finally have the car, I finally got the job, I finally got the guy, why am I so sad? Yeah. We are all yeah. still so sad and we've had, we have more than, we have a higher life expectancy, a higher health rate globally, yeah. um, more than we've ever had before. Flicking more our access, own beans. Flicking our own beans. Why are we still so sad? Like, Because we've been sold an illusion. Uh-huh. I just think that happiness is an empty dream. I don't even yeah. think it's worth pursuing. I just think, like, everything that we've been told to pursue is just the promise of happiness. And so Mm -hmm. you spend your whole life chasing this thing that's actually empty. And then when you get to that destination, there's nothing there because it was all an illusion from the start. Absolutely. And so instead of pursuing happiness, what we should be doing is just doing things that are meaningful and following, yeah. I honestly think curiosity yeah. is so much more nourishing than happiness. Like, yeah. of all of the emotions, I think happiness is, I find it quite lazy. Like, I, it's uninteresting. <laughs> it's a bit vapid. It doesn't nourish me. Yeah. Like, who do you know who's, like, lived a life of zest? Who's like, yeah, like, happiness was the thing that I wanted. Like, no, they, no there was something else. No one has ever said that. There was something else outside of themselves that they were pursuing or creating or being. And fleeting moments of happiness were just a byproduct. And it but never what makes ends a good well. life is... Yeah, it never... Like, like look also, at Oprah. like, why... 
Wouldn't Literally. you think that bitch is done into like, how many interviews has she done? And she's still at it. She's like, it never ends. Still I'm in curious. this bitch. Yeah, like that pursuit of the thing outside the curiosity never ends. Because like curiosity always exists in the present moment. Like if you're curious, you're curious now. You're not pursuing curiosity. Like you're curious about where the fuck do ladybugs live? Like you're trying mm. to figure that shit out right now. Happiness is never in the present moment. It's always a thing that you have to go. You have to go to Target to go buy it. You have to go like chase your promotion. Like you'll just never have that thing. So we keep chasing these material things, these vapid, transient, illusory things because they promise us happiness but they're empty there's nothing there fam and that's my crackhead rant (laughs) how do you exist like this bobo if no one you're in new york so not a single soul around you lives like that so maybe at what point don't you feel mad because nothing in your environment is reflecting what you believe to be true i mean i do feel mad but then i also don't feel mad so so it's like but like don't you just want to shake people like and be like what the fuck wake up no i do like <laughs> literally train, like, just shaking everyone. <laughs> no everyone seems but then i feel this everywhere i go i feel like everyone is sleepwalking like i literally want to shake everyone except homeless people just sleepwalking but i think the difference with me is that I don't have, so for me, I always thought that like fashion was the thing that I wanted to do and I pursued it really vigorously and then I got there Mm. and then it wasn't. So now I know from experience that there there. isn't anything for me in the future. Yeah. Like the best, the most fail proof plan is no plan. I love it. And I kind of live like that because. Can I ask you about the fashion? Yeah. So. Do you think that the, okay, when you got there, there was nothing, but do you think that if you thought about, um, and this is very cliche, but like the path, so in discovering fashion and all the things that you're doing, and if you let that be more important than getting there eventually, do you think you would have absolutely yes oh yeah fully but i mean i was a young bean i was indoctrinated by society i was lulled into thinking that i have to go to school and then get a job and then have a boyfriend Mm. like i was just doing what everyone told me to do without really putting that much thought into it and i just thought well i like dressing up i like being artsy fashion seems to be the thing if I get there I'll be happy but now that I've gone through that whole journey I've clocked that actually there's no destination at the end of anything also clocked that making a plan is kind of futile because plans never work out Um, and then I've also clocked that the fun part is in the journey so like right now I sort of don't have a choice because I literally don't have any dreams (laughs) Like, I don't, mm. I just literally do. <laughs> but Bobo, like, how are we going to plug you into capitalism? <laughs> that, but that's, that's why there's so much anguish in existing, like, for me. But also, at the same yeah. time, like, so much. I guess this is how I've gotten to this point of feeling like, wait, happiness doesn't actually exist. Like, because on one hand, I feel anxiety about not feeling fitting into any of the spaces that capitalism has allotted for people 
And that makes yeah. me anxious. Not because I feel like I need to fit in a space, but because I'm like, fuck, how am I going to make money? Mm. But if money didn't exist, like I literally wouldn't care. But oh yeah, it's the money part of it that stresses me out. Not the the being like who I am fundamentally I'm completely cool with it's like the society and like trying to navigate yeah. it that causes me yeah. the anguish you know what I mean but at the same time yeah. it's also like I've seen through the cracks now like I see like I see what it is but I also feel like you have to go through this you have to go through the process of like chasing something and then getting there and realizing there's nothing there to know that like happiness is an yeah. illusion, like success is an illusion. So I feel like there's also no point in me shaking anyone and being like, bitch, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah, yeah. You have to just go through, like let people make, go through their journeys. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah and even as you're speaking, I'm thinking that, slavery mm. for a lot of people is so much easier than freedom yes and yes. that's okay yeah that actually to be in your position or is i can see how that's like torturous that that could be torturous for people because yeah you feel left out especially from this rhythm that everyone's like not questioning yeah this idea that you know you're born you study until you're 19 or whatever yeah. 23 you get a job, like no one, we're not really questioning this formula, not properly. We're questioning bits and pieces. Like yeah. women are now wondering why we have to have kids so young. Why do we have to get married? That's right. fine, but that's like one portion, right? So I think in many ways, um, the slavery has its place. Mm. And I'm not sad for people because I can see the benefits of being kept. Yes, of being, no fact. Having life <laughs> organized for you. Yeah, yeah. Um. And I would say I'm on, I'm still on the, like, if, if it's between slavery and freedom, I'm on the slavery side mm. and you're more on the freedom side, Bobo. Yeah. And I don't know that I, I think I'm comfortable. Your side is a bit scary for me. Yeah. Um, same. I don't think I'm ready to feel like a pariah. Yeah. And, and both have their pros and cons. I'm just, I'm not ready to deal with the anguish. Yeah. Sure. I mean, can I come in? Yeah. No, I was going to ask in, yeah. <laughs> both of you. <laughs> Do you guys feel like there's something you're pursuing? Like, do you feel like you fit into capitalism? How do you navigate happiness within capitalism? How do you find it? Is it inclusive? So, Is it for everyone? Yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, I'm going to edit all this. You're so comfortable coughing and squeezing and squirting on things. Oh God, you want to <laughs> have to edit all of this. <laughs> do, you, do you know what it feels like to have a ball of phlegm <laughs> sitting on top of your vocal cords, threatening to choke you? I feel you. Huh, this girl wants me to die for her editing. <laughs> okay, next time. For you, I will. Now that there's no point to anything. Okay, I, okay, first of all, I wanted to come in and say that actually, um, Bobo, I owe you an apology. <laughs> wow, what did you do? This. listening I'm to ready. you two going on and on and on about how happiness ain't a thing like it's an illusion and I, I just something just clicked for me and the penny dropped and I now I feel it. so free and wow. so happy <laughs> this bitch had a gun to Bobo's throat she did thought, can you imagine what the fuck is wrong I was gonna blow out her esophagus like she was not ready <laughs> I'm dead Gemini's are so chaotic yeah. like I honestly <laughs> <laughs> Nyak is just Azealia Banks in this bitch Nyak is so chaotic I am though She was gonna headbutt you Can into you the imagine I was I was like you wanna go to Mars Okay <laughs> <laughs> Let's 
help a bitch along. So, wow. Okay, so. What penny now dropped? From that frame of- Let me know. <laughs> the, the penny dropped. You said what penny dropped? Yeah, which penny has dropped for yeah. you? Yeah. You know, it was that the pursuit of happiness is a complete illusion and actually is a construct of capitalism mm. um, because it keeps us um, it keeps us in a state of lack because we're constantly desiring. Absolutely. Uh, and no matter what, whether it's for things or status or weight loss or, um, uh, you know, your career or family or you're always aspiring and it takes you out of the present moment always. perpetually. Perpetually and guaranteed. And even when you reach, as you do, you reached great heights in your fashion, Bobo. Like, I was so proud of you. But even when you reached there, there was nothing. There was nothing. Not that it matters that I'm proud of you. But there was nothing there, even at the big, big heights you reached, which means, um, which which just goes to show that it really is, it's an empty uh, monster that we've created. And the sad thing is that I think even the people at the top, they reach there and they're stuck in this, like... um, you know, they're stuck in this this wheel and they've got to keep going. They they have to keep the machine churning and yeah. keeping all the, you know, slaves at the bottom. Like, and they're everyone's unhappy and no one knows how to get out of it. Absolutely. And that's why, Mukundua, when I build my tiny house, mm. I'll ship you, me, and Luca. I'm not living in a tiny house. To the mountains. <laughs> and Bobo, there'll be a corner for Nyak you. Nyak wants me to play with her pigs. <laughs> I have to. I'm going to raise pigs. Pigs are so Oh my like, God, I'm joining you, know, you. No, I'm there. Oh, like, I so am amazing, there. We're yeah. going to eat grapes. But you have to bring an animal. You have to bring one animal that we all take care Bitch. of. Like a monkey, a llama, anything. I'll puck Oh my God, I'm bringing a bobcat. Oh, Bobo, those things kill people. Like, don't they scratch out your eyes? No, I'll tame it. Oh my God. Bobo, I they, will they, tame they, they get your sockets the bob- like, scratch them out. I'm, I'm putting in the application to eject Bobo from humanity. This is too much. How? Okay, I'll bring us some starfish. Okay, <laughs> that's better. I yeah. love that, Nyaki. I think that's so important for you because I know you were mm. saying, like, you've, in this last four years, everything you 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 couldn't have, you wouldn't have dreamed your situation now. Yeah, and you have everything yeah. that was like your dream and beyond. Yeah, and like I have you, the definition of freedom as I wanted yeah. it. It's done. Yeah. And you got here, and you'd still say like I feel so there's something missing. Like yeah. there's a center missing. I feel yeah. unfulfilled. And again, it's this what you and Bobo said of this looming cloud in the background yeah. of um happiness of pursuit yeah. the pursuit yeah. of happiness, and I think. I'm really excited for you. Like now that that's yeah. not at the center, yeah. I'm really curious f- at seeing how like you like, f- yeah, like take space in your life as it is now yeah. and realize that you're there already. Like there's n- yeah. there's nothing else in a good way. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's part of why I like the psychic is because her readings, I, first of all, I don't know why I thought it was a joke at the beginning. <laughs> I went in thinking it'd be like a joke thing. I knew you would. <laughs> yeah. I just, you couldn't just going in to perform and also play a little game. It's sort of a joke. And the way she told me, basically, so little, I thought that my life would be drastically different in the future. And so much of it is everything that we thought we'd have anyway, that's actually like so close to right now. You know what I mean? Stuff that's Mm. so attainable, which was so calming to think it's just going to be as nice and mundane, you know, Mm. as it is now. Like that's, there's nothing extra. There are no fireworks. It really is just living yeah. like everyone else on to your left and to your right lives. Yeah. Um, and that's why like, I think everyone should see a psychic to know basically for them to tell you, there's no plan for you. Yeah. Literally. You're not about to be, you're not, you're not going to be on top of the world. Literally. You're going to be you, but a little, <laughs> for, like a little to the left. <laughs> and that's so like calming. 
It really is. You think that would knock you down, but it is so calming. No, it really guys. is. And I think mm. also, and this might sound like nihilistic, but I honestly think because it is. <laughs> it's actually really not. But I honestly think that if people had never heard of the concept of happiness, no one would be pursuing Correct. it. Correct. You know what I mean? It's like romance. Correct. Like yeah. It's if like romance, romance that word did idea. not exist, yeah. who would right? It's just a dumbass idea created by a white man to mm-hmm. keep you wasting your yes. money. And it's also no coincidence that it's the people who are most sad and most <gasps> empty who spend the most money. Wow. The me. concept of happiness is nothing more than a concept used to keep you empty. Jesus. Like hey, that's all it is. We've cracked. We've that's cracked the code. Me up. How can you pursue happiness if you're enough? Like what are you pursuing? Ooh. Bitch. Yeah, can you can you tell us about um you had a realization yeah. when you watch shows about how men and women talk about or don't talk about love. Can you just like tell us? Ooh, I want to hear. Yes. Yeah. Oh, it was the one about, it's about, um, I think artists or it's something about designers, but basically there's this man and, and um, it's, it follows designers and all sorts of things. And he's just creating and he's looking at different ways of creating perception and existence and playing with light and everything. And his whole, like as the story followed him, everything was just about like progress and the future and, and you know, just the excitement of creating and discovering. Um, and I remember as I was watching him, I thought, ooh, what a lovely trait to have in a husband. And then I caught myself and I thought, like not once, like he probably in his future isn't thinking about um, I'll, I'll invent this thing and that thing and a new way to perceive light and then maybe um, you know then I'll meet my my soulmate and it'll be beautiful and romantic and like guaranteed this woman isn't in his dream whereas mm. for me as a woman for sure part of my success story is finding a beautiful partner and yeah. having this wonderful life and a family like it's so That's ingrained wild. whereas honestly I think a family is largely um, a like a side thing for men. Yeah, no, it is. It's a side hustle. Yeah, it's a side hustle. <laughs> no, literally. It's just a dormitory. It's a, hobby. It's, a, it's a bed and breakfast, a B&B and some pussy. It's literally it's a hobby. Pussy. Yeah, it's not that deep, hey, for them. Yeah. They're just enjoying themselves. Hey! Uh, yeah! I, we can learn a lot from watching men, hey? We they don't really have many No, thoughts. literally. <laughs> They're just simple as hell. They just play Xbox really and don't could. talk with their friends. Then they go and they eat a lamb shank and then they go home and then they have sex and they do it all again tomorrow. And like, if the woman wasn't there, like, it, they'd just it, it wouldn't be meat. very. Di- it wouldn't be much more different. The no. meat yeah, would have wouldn't be salt, like, like suffering. <laughs> yeah, I'm you so know? dead. Let's, I don't know. Um, well, I think that like men need sex as much as women need love. So maybe we're just pursuing oh. different things. You know what I mean? Yeah. Men really and that's need where sex. the like, imbalance I think they actually comes. Die but you know what? No, though? literally. Yeah, they're balls. Something happens to them. <laughs> they explode. Or well, unless that's been oh lies. That's I'm a like, high school myth, man. Really? Like, something happens. They're like, yeah, no, if I don't have sex, like... Remember the guy who told us if he doesn't bust, uh, like, the day before, oh, yeah. he's so scared to bust the next day because it'll just explode. Like, it'll oh, just... Too much. His meats will explode. <gasps> that's so disgusting. I'm crying. Penis pits everywhere. That's so literally. Gross. Oh, my God. Well... I want to ask, so let's go on to the next um, ways to be happy. Oh, yeah. So we've passed number two. <laughs> no, now, okay. now the- <laughs> so I want to actually get to number six. I'm going to read these ones and we'll stop at the ones that we think need to be discussed. Mm. So num- number three is act the way you want to feel. 
Number four is be polite and be fair. Number five mm. is invest in the process. And number six is love doesn't keep the score, which I don't know if I agree with. Ooh, so what does that mean? How she described it was that she's a, she called herself a bean counter, meaning if she, if she cleans the toilet today, she'll expect her husband to clean the toilet tomorrow. So it's like it's equalness in sharing responsibility in the home. Um, and so she's learning not to keep the score, not to say, but I did this more than you and not to also ask for, um, not to need congratulations or like an acknowledgement of her efforts to just do because she loves, which, um, Nyaki, I know you have an opinion about, I, mm. I'm a bean counter too. I want things to be <laughs> equal. She is definitely yeah. a bean counter. I'm a big bean counter. That's your Capricorn. <laughs> well look guys i'm a big bean counter because i think people who count beans are the ones who are doing things if you don't count beans it's because you're not doing anything <laughs> no ah. i think there's something to be said about like kindness without expectation Pardon? you know <laughs> Wait, <laughs> that? speak speak through your mouth bobo for me yeah no i think there's something to be said about look i'm not saying that there shouldn't be reciprocity in your relationships but i don't think it's every day like tit for tat like i'll suck your dick and you eat me out and if you don't <laughs> mm. if you don't eat me out i'm not sucking your dick you know like mm. sometimes like let me just suck your balls because i want to and sometimes, sometimes like just yeah i just i feel like it differs but i do feel like I feel like an imbalance is caused by lack of communication, but I don't think you necessarily need to be keeping um, tabs or like keeping score mm. to like keep a relationship balanced per se, which isn't to say, I don't know. I feel like the way that she's, she's worded that is probably not great because it leaves out the nuance of like, having to communicate your standards beforehand yeah. and like having mm -hmm. to be compatible in your love languages, like mm. all these different things. But in general, like once you're in the flow, I don't know, I actually had this conversation with my boyfriend because he's a bean counter and I'm not. And I was telling him that I'm offended. Like why <laughs> every day counting your beans? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that's so American of you. Like, why do you keep, like, why every day counting beans? And he was what like, was because that's how, well, he was like, because that's how you make sure that you, you restore balance. Like, like everyone is accountable. Like, no. And I'm like, well, we both love each other. Why would we, like, I'm not going to try and scam you and you're not going to try and scam me. So why does anyone need to count beans? Yeah. And he, he's like, yeah, I know, but this is a preventative measure. So I need to know from Makunda, like where, Makunda and Yak, like where do you guys, how do you guys feel about this? Um, yeah, so I'm closer to like how you feel, Bobo. Um, but you know, it's something that I've had to work on living with someone that needs to know that like I'm considering <laughs> them. No, 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 I don't love it. Are you listening, Bobo? Are you listening? I love it. <laughs> living with someone. Who's that someone? No, 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 we don't want to call them out. 
We want to respect their anonymity. Um, yes. Yeah. So, so okay. So my utopic kind of environment would be that everything flows, that we understand, as you say, um, what each other's standards are, maybe what we can give within that, but mm. um, that, um, yeah, then everything flows. Having said that, like I've seen where I fall short, where, um, you know, I don't do things that, you know, my my uh, housemate wants to be done. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> because I'm just going with the flow. So I understand like a need for a need for an agreement to meet somewhere in the middle. Um, but I do. I do. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I just think it needs to be negotiated with whoever you're with. And I think the give needs to, to come from both sides. So maybe, you know, on your partner's side, mm. knowing you can discuss how to get past one certain aspect of bean counting, um, you know, and just to, to let that flow or to see how a flow could happen in that way. Um, and, and also how like he can come to the party and just ask for what he wants when he wants it. Um, so, you know, you flow, you flow, but if he feels like it's not, he's not getting enough that he can actually just open his mouth and ask just, Ooh, you know, yeah. to reset I like that. that. But I think also what could be added is mm. in a, Let's say this woman who, God, I forget her name every time. Okay, the woman who was interviewed. Yeah. If she decided not to keep score, she'll keep, you know, cleaning the house. Um, maybe five times her husband <laughs> cleans twice or three times. Yeah. The, the, that difference, though, needs to be made up with appreciation. So yeah. if she's cleaning more, she, she said she wants to divest from that too. No, I would say she needs then that the the answer is please appreciate. It's fine. Yeah. Um, you'll get to it when you get to it, but appreciate me. Yeah. Um, I think that would really help. Yeah. And yeah. I think like Nyak, you're so grateful for just like the small things I do really small things. Like if I put the soap out, cause once one, you know, once finished, you come and thank me. And like someone had to do it. It was going to be done. It was a very normal thing, but you thank me for it. And that I found I bean count less now because I feel there's just like so much gratitude and I just do feel full. I don't feel Uh, like there's a a void because I'm thanked. And that's the, like, that's kind of the payment. (laughs) The debt is paid in a way. So I think, I think acknowledgement and appreciation go a long way. Okay. But it's interesting. I agree. There was these two friends in Top Wars watching and one had no money, like was broke that week. And so the one boy was like, let's go like play at this theme park. And the other boy was like, no, I have no money. I can't go. And the other boy was like, oh, no, I'll pay for you. And I was so shaken because I've never, ever paid for someone. I can't remember a time besides like my family that I've paid for a friend and not needed them to pay me. Counted that Like been like, you wow. need to pay me. And I was like, I That's can never fathom I mean. doing that for someone. Like I can never fathom. And I'll, I'm going to try it out now. Is that like a friend says, oh, I don't have the money to go out. I'm usually like, okay, cool. Like we'll We're stay in, boy. <laughs> we'll eat ice cubes. But now I'm like, oh, maybe let me wow. try that. Like, let me try pay for a friend. <laughs> that is together. <laughs> I don't even know you, man. Like this is how my friendships work. Like I remember one of my friends, we split alcohol wow. back in 2000 and... 13 and she Fuck. didn't pay me back and i still remember it because i'm like i'm screaming you didn't pay me back you said you were yeah, gonna pay me no makundra you actually makundra texted me out of the blue last month to be like oh my god bitch like i owe you how much was it 50 rand like no bit more <laughs> makundra <laughs> really goes like, both ways yeah i was like but i like, owe Mukundra's, you money did i pay you and, and i'm like, like why would bitch. i even remember like why am i counting beans like (laughs) do you know what i mean 
That is incredible. Yeah, because it's like, well, we're friends. So, like, I know you're not a scammer. Do you know what I mean? Like, I don't, and yeah. I don't understand. And for me, like, I was upset. I if anything, I was annoyed at you for not remember. Like, how could I owe you and you don't follow up? Like, are you mad? Wow. That's so disrespectful to yourself. Like, you need to get your money. That is incredible to me. That's, That's actually wild. Incredible. That's interesting. So wait, you guys, do you pay? Like, you'll actually pay for a friend? Oh, 100%. Yeah, I do that all the time. All the time, yes. When we're in a tight situation, like, when not? they're in a tight situation and I have a bit more. <laughs> but they don't, yeah. and they don't pay you back. Yeah. It's like, sometimes like, they do, it's, sometimes it's they the, don't. Yeah, because it's not like, I'm not lending them money. It's, oh, I'll get it this time. Don't worry, you know, to make them feel better so we can both enjoy. No, I work out payment. Yeah. Oh, my God. I'm like, oh okay, my God, you can pay installments. Like, it's cool. What the hell? I used to send my Mukundra. friends airtime when I got a like, job. Like, once I was in a taxi in London. <laughs> and the taxi face so I was taking home a drunk friend and then there was another girl who was drunk who lived on my street I didn't know her but her friends were like please she's literally so drunk please put her in a taxi split the fare she's on your street anyway we get there the taxi was about let's say it was like four pounds so we needed a pound like 20 from each person basically I paid my, oh my shit God, <laughs> I paid on behalf of my friend who would pay me back the next day the drunk girl at the back when the cabbie stopped, I was like, give me your money. She's like, no. And I don't know her. And I was like, give me your money. She said, no. So I turn around and I grab her bag and we start fight, jostling over it. I'm pulling her purse so I get the money. Oh She's screaming. I'm screaming. And then the taxi driver starts screaming. And she starts like, get the fuck out. I just screamed at her to get the fuck out. But like... I'm not, not even joking. It didn't occur to me to pay the one pound twenty for her. It like just Wait, didn't occur to me. <laughs> Legitimately, so, I just thought we're just gonna go to jail then. <laughs> you know, but this makes you, you a good person. Like the fact that it doesn't occur to you, I'm okay with that. Then that's but like what's it's so wrong it's about wanting people to pay. Why would you pay for anyone? <laughs> and not pay, get paid back. I don't get it. Because you can't. No, so because don't hurt why? Yourself. Wait, why not? <laughs> yeah, yeah. If oh. you can, and it's it's a kindness, and it doesn't hmm. hurt you, like yeah, yeah, but, like. What what must look? Here's another thing. Also, is that there's never gonna be balance in any relationship. Never. Which never. isn't to say that we should all be reckless, but no relationship is gonna be balanced. Like in some areas, there's gonna be sixty percent from someone, and forty percent from the other people. But I think the best, the best outcome is to have a 60-40 scenario with both people aiming for 60%. But know that no, not two of you will be mm. able to put 60% in because yeah. yeah. the cap is 100, bitch. But you're going to have a 60-40 ratio with both of you aiming to be the 60. And that's about as good as you can... Like, that's balance. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so... I don't know. I also just feel like, like, why not? I don't, I don't get it. Like, how, so you would rather have a boxing match in a taxi? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Dude, I just, I'm actually really fascinated by that. I also didn't like, like so there's times, but even with food. So once my friend had no money <laughs> and they came to hang out. And I like pretended I had no. I just hid. I had like pizza in the fridge. I think I just didn't I eat that. for I hours. We both just didn't eat yeah. because I was like, I can't. This is my food. Like, what do you mean? <laughs> so I think you know what? I think don't you think we all have levels where we're okay to like, I don't know, be generous? 
Yeah. Because I'll be generous with my time and my emotions, but like not my food and money. Except for me, you always share more food with me than I ever share with you. Wow. So that's that's so cute. Boba, where do you think both of you, where do you think you're very generous and where do you think you're a bit more like being country in your relationships? Ooh. I think I'm very generous with holding space for people. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I also think I'm very generous... I guess, like, with my friends, you know, I'm different with my family with money. Because I just feel like Africans, like, by principle, like, don't... Like, if you offer a hand, they take an arm. Whereas I feel like with my friend circles, like, they're actually... <laughs> you know, like, I feel like an African is very chill to just ask you, like, oh, please bring me a dragon from New York. <laughs> like, please just... You know, yeah. like, there's no... You know what I mean? Like, that cultural thing. So there's cultural context and, like, I'm a lot more generous. Or not a lot more. It's not like we're, like, bawling out. But, like, yeah, I don't, if I if we're, like, at a restaurant with my friends or, like, if we're hanging out at someone's house like I'm cool to like bring all the wine knowing that the wine is the most expensive thing there and someone else will like (laughs) spend four dollars you know I don't know like I cannot do that okay Mm -mm. wait why no get angry couldn't let it out out say what you gotta say I went to a dinner (laughs) yeah and I'll ju- all I'll say is the spend was not equal. So from now on, when if I do a potluck, either everyone wires me the money. <laughs> I actually did this in uni. Everyone had to wire me the money first, and then I will go by. <laughs> or <laughs> it's like we have to spend, guys. We can't. You can't spend four dollars and I spend fifty. What the fuck? How's that, Bobo? How's that reasonable? Let's just all spend four then. <laughs> I I think I just can't understand. For me, it's so normal and logical. Like you guys are being unreasonable. No, it is. It is, but like, I guess it's not that. I don't know. Mm. It's oh, I've never been in a situation where it's happened so many times that it's bothered me. Like in general, it always balances out. You know what I mean? Yeah. But and where do you think that you like a more bean country in your like life? Um, I think with family members who ask me for money, I definitely count beans. I'm definitely like, mm. bitch, I gave you a hundred dollars. Where is it? um well sometimes there are certain individuals where i'm just like you know what like it is what it is um which isn't good but it is what it um where else am i be i don't know actually i'll have to think about it what about you nyak yeah no i'm bean country with emotional labor with my friends <clears throat> Ooh, explain so, but why. that's circumstantial is it not it is circumstantial so like i'll give 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 but if I feel like, um, like there's one particular friend where I'm starting to suspect that I'm actually just there for their, like, for their them therapy. to feel good, like their bands. Mm. Um, and I, I actually just don't, I, and you know, I, I remember when I started pulling away when like we'd be, we'd call and then for an hour we'd talk about them and after an hour I'm tired and they, and they wouldn't be kind of a consideration of me, which is yeah, my fault. I didn't manage that well it. enough. But that seemed um, like balance enough for them. Mm. So, so I should I should have opened my gullet and just said to them, "Hey, look, do you want to think about me too?" But I like it when it's this whole thing about like the flow. I like it to be natural for you to to care about me yeah. too. 
Mm, you don't yeah. have to ask to be like, can you consider me? Yeah. And for me, I I also think it's okay to accept that this is, and even Loki to respect, this is the role I play in their lives. Like this benefits them. This is what they want. Yeah. They d- don't want to yeah. hear from me. And that's okay. Like, what can I do about this? Can I just like leave this situation? Yeah. Because it really like, that's what they need. They don't need, they don't want to hear from you. Yeah. They want a therapist and a jester. Yeah. So like play the role Literally. or fuck off yeah. is what yeah. they're telling you. Yeah. Actually, no, Nyak. I think I'm yeah. similar, not with emotional labor, but with my time. Uh-huh. When people invite me places, there's a 99% chance that I'm not going. <laughs> Only because how often are hoes interesting? Like every event I just feel like is an iteration of the last one that I've been to. Right. Do you Bitch, also feel like you're the one who like colors the conversation? And Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm like, how can you guys all just be so boring? Like, yeah. if I've been to Fashion Week once, why must I go every year again? Like, I've, <laughs> I already, I've been there. Why must I go again? Like, if I've been to your gala once, why must I go again? Like, I know what type of people are going to be there. I know the conversation. Hey, oh my God, Bobo, I've seen you on Instagram. How have you been? <laughs> so what have you been up to? Oh my God, I know. Did you hear the new Cardi B? I already know what the conversation is going to be. So why must I go? I literally like, if someone's inviting me somewhere, you need to write me a 10 page dissertation to convince me to go. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm that bitch. Like who all going to be there? Like who... Who's going to be there that's compelling yeah. enough for me to That makes sense to me. Because I just enjoy my own presence so much. Yeah. <laughs> that Do you laugh alone? a handful, bitch, all... I'll be walking down the street in hysterics. <laughs> I'm honestly... Do you go down the stairs like, like the Joker? Just dance? <laughs> no, literally. Can I ask then, Bobo? So then when you're cackling down the street like a madwoman... Are you happy or satisfied? Like, what's your state? Oh, my God. I just love... There's nothing I love more than walking down the street with my own thoughts. Like, uh-huh. who is more entertaining than the niggas in my head? Yeah. No, like, who? I love these niggas, you know? So it's <laughs> like, convince me that the people at this party are going to entertain me more than the voices in my head. Convince me. I'm not convinced. It hasn't happened. Amazing. So I'm Amazing. very, I count beans with my time. But, which I think is very wise because people will take and take and take because they're thinking about yeah. themselves too. So you have to think about yourself. Yeah, right? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, no, I love it. So I guess, yeah, we, we do all count beans in our <laughs> different ways. <laughs> which is fantastic. And I just think I need to probably communicate with my friends. I think that'll make me feel less guilty to be like, yo, like my time and my emotional labor or my emotional space here for you. Yeah. My coins, my food, it's touchy. So just yeah. so you know that about me, you know. If, Wait, why your food? If if I order four wings, I'm eating four wings. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, you're so good. Right. You're so annoying. If I order four wings. I didn't order three and a half wings. You know when you order wings and then someone takes one, it's like, bitch, I had four. Now I have three. I have like, to now make are you crazy? Order with people's yeah, fries. Maybe if I had 30 wings. Like, I have four wings. No, you can't take wings. So I that's do that etiquette. with people's fries. 
Bobo. You take fries. That's fine. No, yeah. no, it's not because she won't order her own. She's <laughs> like, no, 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 you no, have no. to have one or two at the very beginning. You can't have fries when yeah. they're down to below half. You cannot. You mm, can't. I ask. don't trust Bobo and a potato. But that's all she. I mean, like, come on. <laughs> no fries. Are okay. mm-hmm. So I can't devour all your fries. Like when I take you out on a date, I'll buy you your own fries. Wow. Look, having said all of that, Bobo, don't touch my plate when we're sitting. <laughs> Okay, because me, me, as Mukunda knows, I'm very, I, t- sharing food is very hard for me. Wow. I'll buy you your plate. Like, I would rather sponsor your plate than share my plate. That's so but that's something I want to work on. I don't, the food one, I don't agree with. Like, yeah, just food the scarcity. Is to be shared. Yeah. The, yeah, the that's scarcity true. energy. Like, it, there's so much, there's enough for everyone, and it tastes better when you share. Yeah. So that's something I want to work on. I'm and not actually, happy I that. think the realization that none of this matters and it's all ending anyway, and that no matter how much I amass, like, I'll never be happy. No matter how many wings. No yeah, matter how many wings I need, I won't be happy. And so I can be satisfied with one or two or 17. Yeah. Ah, let's just share. I actually, honestly, I'm going to meditate Please, on this. Please, let's go to Hooters for bottomless wings. Let's fucking go to now that I am healed of my gluten me. allergies, I'm eating everything. I've been eating bread. And- oh, okay, okay, Bobo's disgusted. Bobo's gone blue. I'm honestly, Bobo, wow. And you know, I was, Bobo, I was vegan when I went into the hypnotherapist. Then he told me I could eat anything. I said, you mean crumb chicken? <laughs> yeah, don't do this to me. Do not. I'm coming leave. back. <laughs> I'm taking this. Yeah, you know who I think's happy? Who? Oh, sorry, Bobo. No, no, no. Who do you think is happy? I think... Certain animals are just really happy. Ooh. Like like starfish. I think pigs. Starfish maybe. Orangutans. I think I, I get the sense that monkey, all the kinds of monkeys yeah. are very happy. Yeah. Pigs, cats, dogs. Do you know what though? They're I think they're happy. amused. I think monkeys are amused. So I think that curiosity thing comes in again. Mm. Because they'll break your phone to see what's going to happen. Yeah. They, don't, yeah. they don't like cherish your yeah. phone. They like, you know, they chuck things, they and swing like, cats. And they don't keep grudges. You know when you step no. on a dog's tail and it's like, oh, I know that was a mistake. And then Literally. they come for a hug. Like they just... Yeah. Dogs. If I could jettison all the humans... <laughs> into the atmosphere and let the dogs live yeah oh that's my I plan i want to stay and watch them yeah oh there's that island in japan oh it's all cats not dogs are you serious oh wow yes island off japan are you sure all cats. this isn't a isn't that fantastic mr fox no i'm telling you guys are you listening to me there's an island that's all cats like it's inhabited by cats only screaming oh my god i, I think know. butterflies are so happy. <gasps> Do you know what I mean? Just connecting pollen and enjoying. Lit- just popping their pussies all day. Like, have you seen how yeah. a butterfly lands? That bitch is taking oh, its time. Have you had <laughs> a butterfly just time. like sit on your lap and flap its wings? Like with no... Yeah. And I think butterflies know they're cute also. Like they're just they the do. bad bitches of the animal kingdom. You know? Yeah. Oh, that's gorgeous. And that's just I think like bugs energy. are I think bugs are pretty content. Oh, like yeah. they know their place and they just do yeah. they just follow. They don't try to be anything else. Like an ant, an army ant knows it's an army ant and it just goes. And it'll fuck you up like it's yep. It just goes. But you know why animals are so, these animals are so happy? Is cause they just run off of instinct. Like, they're not, like, mm. sitting and pondering the meaning of their existence. <laughs> like, a butterfly so is just like, oh, look, a human. Let me go sit on its forehead. You know? Like, mm-hmm. pure instinct all day. All I day. I love it. I think also nature is pretty happy. Like, 
Well, not with it us. It just sings. Yeah. No, that... <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> Nature thinks we're so ghetto. They just... Yeah. It's really... But, like, just looking at grass, when I look at just, like, leaves yeah. and just how things... It just does. Like, it just... Yeah. Or, like, flowers. Oh, my God, who are you? You sound like me. And that's why I think, honestly... So, for me, my happiness hack I'm going to try find more ways to spend time with animals, like more time That's with animals. such a good question. Happiness hack. Yeah. 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 Like my thing is you can't watch. So I go to bed like watching animal videos and then a few. Boba, am I a bad person? I was watching a compilation of Black Friday Walmart fights <laughs> to go to bed last night. Does that make yeah, me bad? That makes you a psychopath. <laughs> No, it doesn't. No, it's scientifically, the of humanity. This one woman headbutted the other for a TV. <laughs> I was dead. Do you ever um, think about that? Like, so a woman is doing a boxing match in the middle of Walmart <laughs> to buy something that she doesn't need, to empty her bank account on some shit she doesn't need. Meanwhile, a butterfly is minding its own business for zero dollars, living its best life. Literally. In no, the Amazon. It's, it's really... What an oxymoron, like you living in America. No, There's literally. No place more. Like, what on earth are you doing, girl? Existential you know what? Day, no, it actually is. But then I'm just like, I feel like I'd be bored anywhere else. Like, That's true. I need yeah. the madness of New York, but the serenity oh. of like Cape Town. So, yeah, I love that. I don't know which planet I need to go to. Because honestly, I've honestly... decided like it's either so like New York might make me depressed, but Cape Town might make me bored, and I'm choosing depression yeah. over boredom. <laughs> yeah, you all picked... day, okay, all day. Yeah. Wait, so how can depression persist if you know for a fact that nothing matters? Um, because you just run out of serotonin. Like you just, mm, yeah, <laughs> you just be running out of serotonin. No, but for for me, like, the cause of my depression is definitely, like, angst about money. Like, yeah. like mm. while I see everyone pursuing this one thing, at least that gives them, like, even if it's illusory, a sense of security of, like, stability. I really don't, yeah. like, I could make thousands of dollars this month and then make $100 the next. Like, that's how unstable my life is do you know what i mean mm. so that gives me a lot of angst like that's where all of my depression comes from it's just like yeah. uncertainty because i also feel like money is tied to so much like freedom and stability and 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 i just like that's the one thing that's missing and that's why i need to go see a psychic so she can tell me what's good Mm. I really think so because I really think that money is lying to you, hey? Um, yeah. Because, I mean, just oh gosh, if I may, like no, yeah. What's I your used relationship work... with money? Yeah. So because I was I was in corporate and I worked for a long time, you know, searching for my happiness, and I had the stability, quote unquote, um, of a salary, and then you know, lost it all. I realized that actually the way I lost my job was so like unpredictable and that none of it was actually ever stable anyway. Um, And, you know, living through the financial crisis while doing business with my father and everything disappearing overnight. Like, 
none of it is actually stable. And so like now we're like you, it's month in, month out. Um, who knows what it's going to be, yeah. but like, but I, I have to keep living. And so I have my budgets and I have my commitments and I just expect it to, to reach, but to an extent, I just have to let it go. And because mm. I can't, there's no it's amount the same for you as well. Cause it's the exact same for me. There's, there's no amount of, of planning or like, I can't think or strategize myself out of this and maintain my peace. I actually yeah. just have to go towards my peace um, and just trust that it'll be fine. I mean, I'm not going to, so I'll just do the, the things that I am doing that bring in money. But beyond that, I'm not going to, I you can't. can't stress about I it. I can't. Yeah. I just can't. I can't. Because I can see help. how it would be. Pardon? No. Yeah. Because the stressing doesn't also help. isn't going to give you more money. Like, no, that's the guy. Hmm. Mukundo, what's your relationship with money? And like link that back to happiness. Well, my truth is that I, I am like quite an abundant, but like I have an abundant energy. And mm. so money for me, it's like it flows to me. But also as easily as it comes to me, it goes, which is fine. Because when, when I say it goes, I mean, I spend it. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> so, well, what else um, are you gonna do? I'm with it? Yeah, I know. Yeah. So, currently, this year, I felt my what I don't appreciate is efforts not not equaling my money, not matching my efforts. Because, um, not only is that like a general principle, like, surely if you hack enough at something, some dollars should come out of that, but mm. also I'm abundant. So, I went and and, and asked my psychic about any well she told me I had blockages around like career and I knew I could feel it so I know I'm abundant so for me money is like I'm also Capricorn moon so I just feel like it's a normal thing for me um I enjoy it I'm trying to learn how to respect it more and I'm quite curious about like understanding its principles mm. so Deepak Chopra has I think it's seven like the laws of kind of how money flows um and so I'm just trying to understand those more. Does it give me anxiety? Only when I'm not making what I think I should make. Mm. Uh, and I do see, look, I see money making as a game. Like, it's really fun to think, what are the ways in which I can add, like, an extra skill onto this product? Like, an extra, how can I upsell this product right. and make it have more value or this service and then get rewarded for it? It is a fun process for me. I do enjoy that. So I'm fortunate that I do. I think if you don't enjoy that, that is annoying. Yeah, I think um, I don't. Because I feel like oh, I just... Oh, is that annoying? Yeah, like I just want to do things and not have to worry about money. And it's so annoying. Mm. You know? It is annoying. And have you considered, A, being like a bum and leeching off your family, and B... I'd rather die. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I can't do it. Can I... I mean, I, before Mukundra's B, so like what I... So I could do a lot more professionally... Um, but I'm not willing to give up the time that it takes, that it would take away from the things, the other things that bring me joy, my sewing, my this, my that. Um, mm. so I think I'm doing the bare minimum. Is there a bare minimum that you could sell your soul, sell your soul for and just get that done and out of the way that would take care of your bills or what, like your existence. And then, and then occupy yourself with, with, it's kind of like being employed again, to be honest, but yeah, like that's how I'm kind of getting over the hump to begin with. And I think it's going to even out in the future. I mean, also like my biggest nightmare is having to end up spending 80% of my life working for someone else's dream mm. for what? Like yeah. for no reason. 
So I really don't want to go down that path because I feel like I that's the equivalent of suicide. And mm, so I want to find true. a way to enjoy my life while still not worrying about money. And while I know that enjoying my life doesn't mean like 100% of the time my time will be enjoyed, but I feel like at least 80% of my life should not be torturous, you know? And while yeah. I think that society's indoctrinated us into thinking that you need to settle for the 80% suffering and 20% joy, mm. I just think that's suicide. So like like why yeah. not just commit suicide if that's what life is going to be? Yeah. Yeah. But I feel yeah, like I just feel like currently I'm in the process of trying to figure out how to enjoy my life while not worrying like having the burden of capitalism over my shoulder every mm. single day you know yeah i was quite curious i don't know why i think i might have been thinking about this last night it feels so close to me mm. why so you had a you changed career path yeah um with the influencing why why can't you or couldn't you just keep that up even though it was depressing? Like, why couldn't you just do that for money? And and like, okay, so what I think is money is yeah. a, it's, it's a necessary distraction and nuisance, like making money. And yeah. I'm realizing that every single workplace or way to make money has its pain points. And like, we're all suffering through it in different ways. So you just like mm. pick the levels. Yeah. Um, because I wanted to try eliminate the suffering entirely and realizing it's not really possible. So why can't you accept that level of suffering for the amount of security it gives you? Why can't you return back to that? So with influencing, right? It's not even so much that I chose to stop. Like, it also just stopped. You know what I mean? Mm. The two just coincided. And that's the okay. thing with, like, having your income contingent on an algorithm is that the algorithm will stop when it feels like stopping. It's like, even mm. with YouTube, I have almost 100,000 subscribers, but YouTube has demonetized my channel. So, like, there's no way... You know what I mean? Like, mm. all of these things... Like, influencing is you're at the hands of an algorithm that doesn't care about you because you're one of millions of people yeah. on yeah. this app. And so it's not sustainable long term. So not only is it not sustainable, it's also not lucrative. And also, like, it's not worth, like, it's, I guess it was making me a lot of money last year. But this year, with the ways that the algorithms have changed and then also the ways that like companies now haggle you because the algorithms yeah. have changed it's just not wow. worth the hassle like i could actually last not. year and i guess it depends on where you live but i could last year do a campaign for 3k whereas now my average campaign is like 800 dollars. do you know what i mean mm -hmm. wow. so yeah. the things are just like when your income is contingent on something completely completely out of your control yeah mm -mm. it's not sustainable at all and so, so in a way that's great you got you got out then because you just yeah oh child that's i mean horrendous. i got out at a good time but now i'm i'm in a void you know and that shit yeah. is the, it's the scariest time of my existence 
I'm like, holy sh... I don't know, like, what next month will bring. I don't know what January will bring. You know, like... Yeah. I you literally need to come see live day by day. You need to actually figure this out. Yeah, no, I'm literally... I'm going to see a psychic here, and then I'm going to see one in SA. And I'm so okay. ready. Yeah. Good. I'm so ready. Very, very good. And also, maybe get your... um Maybe numerology, Nyak. Oh, yeah. That'd be a really good I don't one. know if my numerology is the same as all... The numerology I did is like a Russian numerology. Oh. Um, special techniques, different what what. So I don't know if it's the same as normal numerology, but... Like, it's good to see, oh, this is the period of my life where I'm supposed to be making amends for this, that, and the other. And it's from when I'm 30, that dreaded 30, then that's yeah. when my life can take off. That's when I can get oh, into... So it's like a karmic career. chart. It, it literally is a karmic chart. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Because you might find, Bobo, I'm just thinking, sometimes when, for me, if it feels too bad to be true, like, yeah. observe too good to be true... There's like, for me, I see like a a spiritual pattern. Like I know, okay, this is Mm. not like because of, it's not because I'm not putting an effort or like trying or uh, exploring. It's kind of, it's kind of more, it's got more significance. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So that I don't blame myself or put the onus on myself. Because it doesn't make sense. Why would you go from 3,000 to 800? Like how could that be your doing, right? Yeah. Yeah. And how could you be, it doesn't make any sense for your work ethic and your interest in like expanding, like you're interested in finding interesting you're interested in like making peace with money and having it flow and finding ways to occupy yourself in your life that you enjoy and like that's a great pursuit so it should why wouldn't it bring results so for me always um and like to anyone listening I think I've said it before like if if it's too bad to be true it probably is so like I really that's why I really suggest spiritual practitioners because they just help If you believe in that stuff, it just helps like give some context to why the hell you're not undulating anymore. You're like actually just suffering loads and loads and loads. Yeah. And it's like not, there's no real end. Yeah. Yes. So if we had to summarize, let's wrap up with a summary of what, of either happiness or both even, happiness hacks um, from you two and a summary of... I guess uh, happiness, rather just like how to enjoy, like enjoyment hacks. And I was just telling Yak now that I just think enjoyment, like life is just about doing fun stuff and probably with your friends. <laughs> which includes paying for them, Mukundra, Which sometimes. includes paying for them. <laughs> so I feel like, yeah, for me, happiness hacks is spending time with things that aren't bliss. So nature is and like animals are. Mm. And that makes me really appreciate being alive and that there's just so much beauty, even though we have our heads down so much of the time on our phones or at work and we don't really look up. Um, But even like the sky, like I think also just studying science and realizing how much had to be perfect for this world to be the way it is. Perfect. Like crazy perfect. Yeah. It makes you just really billions of perfect synchronicities. It's fucking insane. It's phenomenal. I mean, there's so much, there's so much to explore. So for me, that always returns me after I've had like, read a horrible story about a murder, an essay, or someone, which other celebrities raped who, if I just return to either looking at animal videos or science or something that makes me remember, like, the awe of the the universe and, like, my own self, that makes me, like, it centers me. It reminds me that um, things are ultimately pretty good. Yeah, things are pretty good. As much as we have struggles, Yeah, I like that. I also agree with, like... Oh my God, it's why I love, like, science and nature just reminds you of how small you are in the, like, the grand scheme of things, which always puts things into perspective. Like, when you're worrying about your small, small exam, 
And then you just like realize, oh my God, like I'm a tiny little blip amongst more than 50 billion galaxies. What the fuck is this exam that I'm seeing? Like, uh-huh. w- what do you mean? Yeah. What like, do you it's mean? so uh-huh. wild. Um, I also think like human relationships are the key to happiness. Uh-huh. I don't think anything else actually is real. Other than human relationships, like nothing else matters, actually. So like your friends, your family, um, your lovers, whatever it is, like those human relationships, Mm. just enjoy them. Um, I also find that like remembering that you're going to die really soon is a really good way to like be in the present moment. Mm. So I stay reminding people of that because... Like, when you think about the fact that you were in a void, assuming there's no reincarnation, you were in a void for the billions of years before you were born, and then you'll be in a void infinitely after you're born. Like, bitch, you might as well get your ass (laughs) ate if that's what it's going to be. Literally, literally, Um, this blip. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And then also just like there's nothing to pursue. Like there's nothing. There's nothing to pursue. Everyone is going nowhere. Everyone is doing nothing and going nowhere. Like that's all that's happening. It's like in that last episode we had, we're all just rolling a rock up a hill. And when it gets <laughs> to the top, it's going to roll right the fuck back. That's right. And you repeat, you yeah. know. So are you, are you talking so, to your neighbors who are rolling rocks? like literally like what are you doing while you roll the rock like enjoy it because we're all rolling rocks yeah 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 um yeah don't sweat the small stuff and everything is small every everything when (laughs) we think about honestly the billions of years that it took to get your fingernail the way it is now everything is fucking small stuff man all of it literally that fucks me up like when you remember how like how an aura I am of my body and like to think there was a time I might have wanted a white person's hair. Not even white. Ooh. I did straight up. Right. I, no, I, guess, I did. Yeah, when we were kids. The sarong Fully. and the rubber band, that was my white hair. Bruh. Yeah, or like wanted a bigger this or a smaller that. And I'm like, guys, our bodies are incredible. Like, I what is this like? Literally. Yeah. There's just so much smoke and mirrors. But, so um, much. Oh, this was such a lovely episode. Yeah. Bobo. Right. This was so, so much. good. Can I give my happiness hacks? Oh, yes. Sorry. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> she always forgets the second Gemini in the room. Bobo, it's, I, it's, it's fine. honestly disgusting. Yeah. You know, I'll deal with her when I get there. Thank I'm you so dead. much. We'll, we'll be on her <laughs> yeah, together. Oh, gosh. Yeah. So my happiness hacks um, are a... A combination of kind of what you both said but it's it's really for me like what I've really taken from this conversation I'm so grateful is I've always said that nothing matters and so there's no point to strive but I think today it really hit a home and in such a happy way um mm. that nothing really matters and so actually only now really matters and I've read that a thousand times but it's only just clicked and so what I'm going to be doing from now today is striving to just Number one, only engage in things that bring me joy. And if I am engaging in mm. things that I've I found myself either having to or I happen to be there, is to search for where my joy can be because it's only in that thing that I will ever live. Like this moment is actually the only one. Um, and so 
Um, mm, yeah, so I'm just going to milk it for what it is, whether it makes sense or not, and re- genuinely not give a fuck and just keep making sure in every moment I'm popping my pussy in the way I want. And if I feel sad, like, can I pop my pussy with that? Like, can I milk my mm. sulkiness? Can I really just, like, and just, just you like know what that. I mean? I just want to soak everything. I like that. That's important. I think to add um, with what Nyak said, as much as we were saying that life has its extreme opposites, I don't think it's for you to manufacture. Yeah. Like, you don't have to... Uh, make yourself sad or like you know what I mean invest in things that make you unhappy <laughs> life will do that for you so yeah. just like I, I do think we should just Thanks. pursue things that make us feel good yeah. and the rest really will follow yeah. without you trying no literally yeah, yeah, yeah. literally yeah. yeah and pay attention like just pay mm. attention like I think you'll know just pay attention I, I like that that came to me yeah I love that and yeah. I think for me I also want to start thinking of what am I actually centering so for example when I don't want to like when Bobo said that human relationships are the most important thing in all we have, I thought, well, what am I, if I hide my food and I starve for nine hours, yeah, like what am I doing that for? And what am I actually centering? What is (laughs) at the center of my behavior? And even though we have, we've been made to center work and a whole bunch of other things, like I I think it's important to constantly observe how off center are your relationships? Like Mm. are those healthy? Are those at the center? That's so I think so I'll start good. doing that. I think that's a happiness. Hack. Oh, geez. And this is now Literally. throwback to episode one, how to break up with friends. I know. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> how to break up. But that, yeah, that's, that's all okay. That's all necessary. Yeah. Yeah. But it's also like, is your life facilitating, mm. like centering your relationships? You know, like before, it, like, mm. I feel like I centered my career. But now it's more about like, how can my career... Mm center my friendships like how can i find a career that gives me time I love to that. have uh, fulfilling relationships like i love it beautiful you know thank you thank, thank you. you so much well thanks Bob. for having me guys this has been fun oh, invading Invade your space day. this was so, so good hyped. i can't believe that you um you changed my life today. Oh my God. I'm Give so thanks. honored. Wow. My life purpose has been fulfilled. Like, I know. So if, um, wow. there's a, a lot of talking points in this. If you want to discuss further, I think you can discuss with Bobo on Instagram or mm. Nyak on Instagram. Mm. Um, yeah. I'll put the links in the comment section. You can join our Facebook group. We're all looking at each other like mosquitoes. I told you. But maybe but you join. talk to each other on the Facebook group. Oh yeah, you could do that too. Thank you friends. Stay blessed and we'll see you in the next one. Alright, lovely. <laughs> Thanks, thank Bob. you, thank you. Thanks, Bob. You're so amazing. Thank you so much. Bye.